Hey everybody, this is Michael Marks from the San Antonio Current. Welcome to this week's episode of CurrentCast. Today we're graced with the presence of our basketball lord and savior himself, Spurs Jesus. We talk about how he became Spurs Jesus and his thoughts on the team's championship chances. Plus, we get the full play-by-play of the time he literally caught a guy trying to break into his house. Here's our conversation. I was born in San Antonio. When I was younger, thought I was oh so very bold. Everyone well, told me uh, years ago to never uh, leave. I was living and working downtown, and one year decided to kind of let my my beard get pretty crazy long. And um, you know, friends of mine, I knew a lot of people downtown. I was living on Houston Street, and friends of mine kind of said, "Hey, man, you kind of you kind of look like Jesus a little bit," you know, and yeah. and so. Uh, I didn't have an idea for what to be for Halloween yet that year, so I, I decided, you know what, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and be Jesus for Halloween. So I went ahead and made my own costume and got all dressed up and did all that stuff and, and went out on, on, uh, on the town that night, Saturday night, for, for Halloween and had a blast. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I have an older brother, so the next day I went to my older brother's house uh, for, a, for a Dallas Cowboys game barbecue. Um, Halloween was a Saturday night, so that was Sunday, NFL Sunday, so... Just to mess with my older brother, you know, like siblings do, I show up at his house still dressed in costume and ring his doorbell, and he opens the door, and he's dying laughing, you know, seeing me standing <laughs> there. And uh, and so we, we go inside and hang out, and we're watching the Cowboys game, and I keep feeling him, like, staring at me. And so I, I look over, and every time I look over at him, he's dying laughing, you know, and, and cracking up. He's like, man, it's tripping me out. You look like Jesus, right? <laughs> and so at the time, we were both in the fitness industry, and uh, clients of ours would, would – uh, you know, bless us with some tickets every once in a while when they couldn't make it to a game or if they were out of town or have had meetings or whatever. So, uh, and usually they were pretty good seats, fourth row, 10th row, something like that. So, uh, you know, my brother was like, dude, you got to go to a game dressed like that sometime. I said, yeah, man, I should hold a sign that says Jesus loves the Spurs and maybe they'll put me on Sports Center. So, <laughs> so the whole idea was really, I, I just wanted to get like a screen grab of myself on Sports Center and have it like posterized. And, uh, and so I, I kept that, I, that the costume, you know, in a container, storage container under my bed. For, was it this costume? No, this is actually, uh, this is like 5.0. This is like morphed. This is like, yeah. it's like uh, a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new, but I've really actually been wearing the costume, the original costume pretty much up until just recently I had to, I had to switch it out. You know, if you, if you saw it, like I see it, you know, when I kind of get right. it all. Yeah. It's uh, it's got a lot of battle wounds and scars on it, man. You know, lots of stuff we got has been spilled on me at the games when somebody falls out of bounds right. or, yeah. or just you know, taking pictures with people and, and there's lots of people walking by and someone will have their arm around me taking a picture and someone will bump me and then there goes a you know dark shiner beer all over my white <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I had the idea, I had the dream, and and kept the costume kind of in a container, storage container under my bed. And I thought, you know, that I would get tickets quickly, and I, I would, but I just never thought that the moment was the right moment, you know. And then finally, fast, and why not? Were you were you waiting for like the playoffs? I was or, waiting like, the, for like, like Thunder to come in town or something like that. Yeah, no, you know, I was waiting for just the right visibility. You know, I kind of uh, always had the dream of yeah. The point, one of the other points is, as the more I thought about it, it kind of evolved, and, and my idea kind of evolved, and I started uh, thinking more and more about how at the time. You know, San Antonio wouldn't get the credit that we deserve on, you know, news and the media. Now, when was like this? Let, let's get the timeline straight. When, when are we talking? This is uh, 
you know, the idea phase was probably like 2008, 2007 okay. when I came up with the idea. And then I sat on the idea for about three years. And then it happened in, I believe, 2011. I, uh, I have the idea. And part of the idea was, you know, in, in, in New York, you got Spike Lee, you know, you got Jack in L.A. And, and they get all the attention because they got all the celebs of the game. They got all the superstars and stuff like that. And, you know, we've always just kind of, you know, flown under the radar, but been this amazing team that's consistently in the playoffs, consistently having all-star players and, and just some of the best players in the league and the Hall of Famers. I mean, obviously, you know, like we said, I got five championship trophies here on my sash. We're decorated, you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're, a, we're a dynasty. So, But we never got love for it, you know, up until the recent, I, I want to say the past couple of years is when we really started, you know, getting respect in the media. Part of the idea was there's no... There would be no bigger fan in the world than, you know, Jesus himself, obviously. <laughs> and and he would be, you know, if he had to choose a team to be a diehard fan for, yeah. you know, he would, it just fits perfectly that he would want to be a Spurs fan. Because Does it? Of, yeah, I would think so. Because, you know, the, the Spurs well, are like, very... Yeah, make you know, your case. Yeah, make the case for that. I mean, we're one of the most respectable, uh, you know, organizations in all of, uh, all of sports, not just, not just basketball. Um, you know, some of the most decorated uh, organizations in all sports. Um, and just we do a lot for the community. You know, all of our players, it's all about team. It's not about I, it's about team, you know. And right. uh, our players are just, you know, outstanding, outstanding uh, human beings and, and gentlemen. And, and uh, I think they embody class and, and uh, everything that, that, uh, that Jesus, that Jesus would, would want, would yeah, want exactly, right. you know, or, or or be a fan of and be proud of. I mean, so so yeah. that was kind of part of it too. And sure. then so so fast forward three years, I've had the idea for three years, and it didn't, it, you know, it's kind of germinating. You got the yeah. thing underneath, you know, it's in your closet or in your bed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and then so one day I, I get a call from a client of mine, and he tells me he can't come, he can't come that day to our appointment, and uh, he's sorry, he triple booked himself, and to make it up to me. Uh, you know, I could have his uh, Spurs tickets that night, and by the way, that they are courtside, and so no big deal. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I mean, you know, growing up as a you know San Antonio and you know diehard Spurs fan, you know, I never ever thought that I would ever have the chance to sit courtside at a Spurs game. I sure, mean, ever. I mean, it just kind of never ever dawned on me that that could be a possibility. Kind of just being a normal kid, you know, growing up in San Antonio, you know, so. Uh, this was really, you know, I was just blown away. I mean, shocked, kind of frozen, speechless at the moment. So I just kind of said, you know, thank you and hung up my phone before he could change his mind, you know? And so, you know, right after I hang up, I, it goes off in my head, you know, ding, this is, this is the moment, you know? And so I call him back and say, you know, Hey, you know, I've had this, uh, I've had this idea for a few years and I explain it to him and he, he tells me, man, I freaking love it. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> and so I go, all right, man, cool. So so I, you know, I go and get my costume and I'm nervous and I'm ready. I was going to say, yeah, you know? what's the, the, the first night that you do it? I mean, there's got to be, just like you said, there have to be some nerves. Like, yeah. Well, see, at the time, it's got to be nerve inducing. You know, at the time, you know, I, I wasn't even Spurs Jesus yet. I, I well, had, right. I did, yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't have the name yet. And, you know, you asked me how my costumes kind of evolved. Like I, I didn't have a, a Spurs patch on yet. You know, I didn't wear a hat, you know, yet. And, and so... It was very, it was different, you know, and it was just kind of the first time I go, nobody knew that I was coming, so yeah. it was a secret, you know. 
So when I, I guess the Spurs organization, when I showed up, like radioed in to the other people when they saw me, like the, you know, at the front door and stuff like that, because they knew that I was there and that I was coming. Because as I was walking down the steps, you know, getting closer and closer to my, my courtside seat, and uh, they turn the lights off in the stadium. And I think that that's, you know, the warm-ups about to start or, the, or where they call the players out, you know, or something. And so I finally get all the way down to the court. And as soon as I step my foot onto the court, uh, a spotlight boom, shines right on me. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm frozen in the spotlight. And the coyote runs over and slides on his knees across the court. And, like, stops right in front of me and, like, gets down and, like, kisses my feet. <laughs> I swear. And there's this picture of me, and I look just absolutely, like, stunned and shocked. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do because it was my first time, like I said, you know. Um, a little bit later, I think a quarter later, the coyote, um, you know, was running down the sideline. And he snatched a lady's purse and then was running. And then as soon as he got to me, he, like, just froze and, like, you know, kind of put his head down like he was, you know, disappointed <laughs> right, in himself. Yeah. And, you know, dropped the purse on my lap and, like, just kind of walked <laughs> off like, oh, man. I was shocked again because now I'm sitting here for, like, another five minutes with this lady's purse part of on the my show, lap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but nobody came and got it for, like, five minutes. I'm just holding this purse. I'm like, all right. Yeah, like, you know, something happens in the play yeah. and I stand up, but I got this purse in my hand. Right. You're I'm sure making a, your way. I'm sure there's a picture of there, that somewhere, you know, Jesus holding the purse at the game. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so then at, at – uh, at halftime, um, the coyote comes out and he's got a helper like with him, and uh, and they're holding. Uh, they had these like cartoon bubbles that were, you know, one said, uh, "Jesus is my homeboy" and "Coyote is my home dog," and they like took, put them like right behind our head, yeah. you know, next to our heads, and took pictures with it. It was pretty cool. Um, so when did you? So you, you go to the first game. Yeah. But when did you know that this might like this might be a thing? This might be something that you do, like not just for this one game. Well, you know, uh, I, I once again I didn't. You know, this whole this whole journey has been uh, just truly like organic, and and it's just kind of happened on its own. But the first time I guess I realized that uh, it was becoming a thing was so I went to that first game, and then right after that, uh, you know, I didn't make Sports Center, but it was all over the news and all over the internet and stuff right. like that. It was even on you know NBA.com and ESPN.com, it just wasn't on Sports Center. So. My brother, again, was like, you know, hey, man, maybe you should make a social media page, a Facebook page, and through social media, uh, you know, SportsCenter will find out about you faster. So I go to Facebook to make a, a, a page, and uh, I don't know what to call myself, you know, and so I just type in Jesus to, to Facebook, and it says, no, you got to have a, you got to have a <laughs> first just be Jesus. Yeah, you got to have a first and last name. And so that's how I got the name Spurs Jesus. I was like, okay, Spurs Jesus then, you know, and yeah. so that's how I got that name. I mean, to a certain extent, you've you've monetized it. To a certain extent, you've made this into a part of your persona. Like, that's got to be a little bit of a conscious decision, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, you had kind of tying those two together. You asked me, like, when I really noticed that, that this was kind of becoming a thing. And it was after I got, you know, I, I became Spurs Jesus via the Facebook thing. And I, tried to, I wanted to grow my own Facebook following. You yeah, know? sure. So... The way I did that is, you know, I would never say no to somebody who wanted to take a picture with me. Right. And so all I would ask of them is to tag me in their photo, mm -hmm. right? And so sure enough, I go to a couple of Spurs games and I'm, I'm still doing this thing. And my goal was still just to get on SportsCenter. And once I got it, I was done, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I go to a couple more games and I'm still doing it and I'm still trying to get to SportsCenter. 
and I'm still taking pictures with, you know, tons of fans, you know, the crowd was really cool, and, and uh, you know, the modern times with the, you know, social media and stuff like that, when one person pulls out a camera to take a selfie, you know, 10 other people see it, and they're like, I need that picture too, you know, that, right, that yeah. yeah. And then so now I have 10 people that just took a photo and I asked them to tag me in their photos. And when they do, you know, they have, you know, what, how many followers do you have or personal friends? What, right. 300, yeah. 500, 800,000, you know what I mean? Depending, you know, and so now, you know, multiply that by 10, right. you know, I mean, and so all of a sudden now my Facebook page is just blowing up. It's like, ding, 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 ding. I mean, man, followers like crazy, you know, it's just kind of happened and I didn't know that was going to happen. It just kind of happened. I, I, I guess when it really became something more was I was I was starting to get like freebies you know people would come up to me at a game and give me food or a drink or something and, and they would be punny about it and say you know an offering for Jesus and they <laughs> and they'd hand me a beer or something like that but you know yeah and so yeah. it was fun you know but one time a little girl came up and she had like a half-eaten plate of nachos and she said an offering for Jesus you know and <laughs> And I was like, sweetheart, do? Yeah. I was like, that's so, that's so cute. You know, I was like, but you need those, you need those nachos right. more than me. I said, thank you so much. I gave her a big hug type thing. But, but then that, you know, that kind of started feeling like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something to, to give back and to feel better about, you know, um, getting benefits like court, you know, getting blessed with courtside seats or having, you know, someone come up and give me a beer at a game because I'm dressed this way or play the nachos or whatever it might be, you know? Um, so I decided that I, I wanted to uh, start my own charity foundation and I started working on that. And, uh, and then before I could really get it going, the community started inviting me to do all sorts of charity events like 5k runs and pet adoption events and, yeah. uh, you know, charity golf tournaments to help the wounded warriors and, and, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff, fitness days for, you know, in the parks and, and all sorts of different things to, yeah. uh, you know, with the juvenile diabetes research. I mean, I can, I could rattle off a bunch of them, but, um, for a while there would still, every once in a while would be somebody that would come up and say something, but then the whole burglary thing happened and I caught the burglar. Right. And, uh, and tell, tell, tell that story in case, uh, some of the listeners don't exactly know what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, I was living on the Riverwalk in King William, uh, and uh, I was renting a house right there by Brackenridge High School, and uh, a uh, it was a Thursday afternoon, and I was cutting my grass, and and I was it was hot, it was the middle of the summer, and and uh, I was covered in grass clippings, and just ran upstairs real quick to rinse rinse off. Like I said, it was hot, so uh, my my fiance was at home uh, from work that day, sleeping in. She was off, and you know was not wearing a whole lot because like I said, it was hot. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so I'm in the shower and, and, uh, my dogs, you know, he follows me everywhere I go. I have a chocolate lab named Diego. Um, uh, and so he was, you know, laying in the bathroom while I'm showering and I, I, I get out of the shower and I notice that he's like, you know, standing like on guard with his nose sniffing at the door, the bathroom door and his hair was standing up. And I was like, that's weird. He's never, he's never like that. He's usually sleeping and sleeping away, you know? And yeah. So I'm toweling off and my fiance comes in and she says, you know, babe, is someone supposed to be here in the house right now? And, and I said, you know, no, nobody, because I mean, yeah. I have a lot of friends, people come and go and, and, you know, she knows a lot, you know, that we're just always very social. Right. You know? Yeah. People come through. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, no, man, nobody should be here right now. And she's like, somebody just walked into the bedroom with red hair, you know, a white t-shirt, black hat, black backpack and saw me and then turned around and like walked out and shut the door behind him. And I'm like, what? You know? And so 
I run downstairs and you were in, um, you know, I say hello, I yell, you know, loud, you know, hello. And I run downstairs and I'm just in my towel. I go out in my front yard and I'm, I'm looking around and, you know, I'm yelling hello, you know, and, and no one, no one's there. The one place I didn't look was in my backyard because my backyard backs up to the river walk and it was like super, they keep it like natural over there. So right. it's like yeah. super tall grass. There's nowhere to go. Grown over. Snakes and stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm like, he didn't go over there. Monday comes around and I'm at home on a lunch break. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's summertime, it's hot. So I'm just wearing shorts and socks and I'm upstairs and I'm like doing chores and stuff. And, uh, in order to get to the master bedroom where we were living in the house we were renting, you had to, you know, you had to go upstairs. And like I said, we have chocolate lab Diego and you can, you know, he's got nails and you hear him, you know, right. Clacking around. Yeah. Coming up the stairs, being a, being a goof. And so, uh. I, I hear this noise and I'm like, that sounds weird. And I go and I look down the stairs and I try to see if Diego's there. And now he's asleep on the floor in the, in the bedroom. And then right behind my, you know, looking down the stairs and right behind my head, I hear another, another the noise again. I turn around and at my, uh, you know, second story window right there, there was a guy and he was, you know, he had, oh. yeah, he had his fingers under the, the ledge of the window and he was trying to like shimmy up my yeah. window. You know, and he matched the, he matched yeah. the description of the of the guy your fiance so, saw. Well, yeah. So I go over to the window and I pull back the blinds, and he sees me and freaks out and like, oh, like you know, he's standing on a utility shed to get into the second story window. So he jumps off that and then jumps over the fence. But now he's in my backyard again, and they have to jump another fence to go right. And so I immediately bolted and booked down the stairs and out the backyard because that was the one place I didn't go the first time, right? So I'm out the backyard. And I see him and he's running and he's trying to carry this bike, which was a stolen bike. Yeah. And he was trying to drag it through the tall grass. And so he couldn't move very fast, you know. So anyways, uh, I'm running and, and I own a fitness company. So at the time I was working out like every day and my, yeah. my car was broken down at the time. So I have an old school car. I think you guys might have seen it in the news, but it's a 1973 Buick Electra. But uh, it was broken down. So uh, I would I would yeah. literally run to work every day, like run to work and back from my house because mm -hmm. I, I worked downtown and I lived on the Riverwalk. So I was like in really peak shape at the time. Which I is like, a thing you can do time. if you work in the fitness industry. It's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, work. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, you know, I see him and so I'm, I run and I have a, you know, a fence with some chicken wire over it. And so I go and I put my hands on the fence and I'm trying to jump the fence while I'm wearing just socks and shorts, like I said. So my sock slips off of the fence, off the chicken wire, and I plant on the fence like on my pelvis, right? Yeah. Well, a piece of the chicken wire literally like stabbed into my leg, oh, like man. into my hip, yeah. like into it. I literally had to pull the piece of metal wire out of my hip Ooh. and then lift myself up over the fence. Well, now that same piece of wire is like sticking up. And so as I push myself over the fence, it like rakes down my leg and I have this giant scar on my quad now. It looks like I fought a tiger or something. But... So anyways, I, I flip over the fence and finally I'm on the other side of the fence and I get up and I, and I start sprinting after him. And so I'm chasing him down and I sure enough, you know, I get close enough to him and, you know, football style, you know, shoulder kind of check him right. and uh, hit him pretty hard. And, and he uh, kind of dropped his bike and tumbled down the side of the river. And so now he's at the edge of the river. And so I'm, I'm like, look, dude, you know, you were here once and he did match the description. You were here once and you came back. You know what I mean? I'm not going to stop until I get you type thing. Like you're mine. You know what yeah. I mean? And now he's at the bank of the river. He's on the edge of the river and I'm up on the top of the trail, you know? And so I, I like squat jump like over the plants to get down to this guy and land and then jump again. And I'm coming after him. He sees me and he, oh, you know, yeah. and he, yeah, he jumps into the river. 
and he swims in the river across to the other side, all right? And this is right by the new big techs apartment complexes, the apartment complex that's right there, right? Yeah. So at the time, it's construction zone, which I think it still is, but there was a big construction fence, so he couldn't go anywhere. He just got up to that side of the river, and now he's stuck on that side <laughs> of the river, you know what I mean? So anyways, I, I yell a few choice words at him, because I'm not going to get in the river, first of all, um, in socks, and I'm bleeding, my leg's bleeding, and I mean... I've lived downtown for a long time. I know all about the river. I'm not going to get in the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No offense, San Antonio River Authority. I know you're doing good things. But I don't get in the river with an open wound. I'm just saying. Any river, I think that's good. Uh, it's reasonable. Yeah. Advice. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they said basically tell them, look, if you ever come back here, you know, that's that. You yeah. Know? And uh, yeah, don't. And so I'm walking back up, and sure, I have my phone. I had, you know, I had the sense to take my phone with me because uh, I knew if I got the guy, I need to call 911, call the cops, so I'm come get him. So I'm calling the cops to tell him, you know, hey, he's still here, come get him. And as I'm walking up the riverbank, you know, I, I see his bike there that he dropped, and so I pick it up. I'm not going to let him take this stolen bike. I mean, so I grab it and I'm walking with it, and then uh, he yells at me across the river, sir. I need my bike back, sir, <laughs> sir. And I, you know, I'm pumped and I'm like, come and take it, you know? Yeah. And so right there is the, uh, I forgot the name of the Eagle Land Bridge, I think. Yeah. 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 So they walk across, he walks literally. I'm back at my house now, like standing at the fence in my backyard, you know, holding the bike. I'm on the phone and the guy walks across the freaking bridge all the way back to me thinking that when I aggressively yelled come and take it that right yeah that he could come walk yeah, back be over cool, yeah. and i'd just be like oh here you go man you know here's your bike buddy you know yeah. so so anyways he comes and walks up to me and i'm on the phone with 911 and they're like you know at this point they've been questioning me for a while asking stuff and they're like you know where is he now sir and he's like literally walking right up to me like five <laughs> feet away from me not even i'm like he's right here i'm like yeah. i'm like i'll hold him down until you get here just get here you right. know and then so as soon as i say that he turns and starts running back across the bridge. You know, he, he realizes what's going on. So I tell 911, he's running. And I put the phone <laughs> in my pocket and I chase him across the bridge and we get to the end of the Eagle Land Bridge right there by the Big Tech's factory. And I basically picked them up and planted them into the ground. And, uh, you that know, was that. and that was that. And then yeah. I basically just kind of held him down and apprehended him until, uh, the police came and, and got him. And, yeah. uh, the funny thing is when the police came, um, they, we were on the other side of the river. And so when they came, they went straight to my house, like four units, oh, right? Yeah. And so I left him and ran over there and said, we're over here, you know? And so he <laughs> starts running down the river yeah. walk again, you know? And, uh, and the, you know, I'm, I've been wrestling this dude for like 10 minutes, you know what I mean? And, and so at least it felt like that. I was uh, going to say, what's going on when you are waiting for the cops, are you are you just literally like keeping this guy in place? Yeah, so I you know I kind of UFC style like straddled him, you know type yeah. thing, you know. Right. And then I you know I got like I said I own a fitness company and I'm a pretty you know good yeah you're a pretty big dude. dude yeah. So I uh, I took both of his hands and put them against his chest and held them down with one hand and basically had another hand free to use my cell phone or to to do something if he needed to have something done, but 
I didn't rough the kid up. If I, you know, if I had, it'd have been a lot. It would been a way different uh, news story. Yeah, you know, it'd be a bad deal. Yeah, and you know, one thing he tried to tell me was uh, that he was just in my house because he was looking for a glass of water. He was thirsty. Oh no! <laughs> While I was holding oh, him down, no. he said that, and I was like, "Come on, man." I was like, don't even insult me right now, dude. So you bypassed the hose in my yard to get get on the second story window for a glass of water. You got that Brita filter and it looks great. It's solid, bro. Well, that just goes to show what everybody always says is if you need a boost in popularity or whatever it is, have somebody rob your house (laughs) and then then catch him. And that's, you know, everything is forgiven after that. Dude, everybody asks me, like, how much did you pay that guy to do that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like, nothing, man. They're like, did you at least bail him out? (laughs) I'm like, no. I was going to say, it can't, like, in the long term, it has to have been a net positive for you and what you're doing here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's who would have ever thought that somebody breaking into your house could end up being – uh, a positive right. thing, yeah, you know? exactly. But it really has silver you know, lining. Yeah. The deal was uh, the, how it all worked out is the news stations saw the news report or the police report about the burglary of a habitation in King William. Yeah, and then they saw that it was my name. Like, they didn't, of course, it was my real name. Right. It didn't say Spurs Jesus's yeah. home was no. desecrated yeah. by some pagan. And but so the news, knowing that what my real name is, you mm-hmm. know, put two and two together and called me up right away and was like, we want to interview you and do the story. Will you do it as far as Jesus though? And <laughs> I thought about it for a minute and was like, <laughs> oh, why not? I mean, yeah. you know, I guess. And so that went out on the news, but then that went like viral. Like it went like, it made the national news. It made, I mean, I've, I've gotten, I still find, you know, articles or, or, uh, you know, podcasts or radio, uh, broadcasts from like Boston or some crazy place, you know what I mean? Like way far away from here. And it's pretty funny to see the, uh, you know, to hear the, them telling the story, you know, I, I know you, I'm sure you heard of, um, uh, the chive. Oh yeah. The chive. Yeah, sure. The chive shared it and posted it. Um, yeah. a website called Mashable. Yeah. Oh, posted, yeah. and they have like 11 million followers or something like that well what's so. that like i mean that's got to be a little surreal i mean you're already getting a lot of attention locally for this cool thing that you're doing but then it blows up and it expands to a national level and all of a sudden people are talking about hey look at this guy yeah what's that like you know it's uh it's it's neat uh you know i don't know i don't know really how to say you know it's i'm a very different kind of thing <laughs> i don't know how to say that or, you know it's not like i'm a real celebrity you know what i mean because i'm playing a character sort of i mean like it, this is me you know what i mean this is who i am and right. you know, when i'm talking and the things that i do and the actions that i make but i mean i'm wearing a costume exactly type thing. Yeah. and so you know for example think about you know just just using them you know kanye west and kim kardashian or just tim duncan let's break it this kid go to san antonio tim duncan's a huge you know, worldwide figure. Everybody knows who Tim Duncan is, you know what I mean? But Tim Duncan can never not be Tim Duncan, you know what I mean? Right. So if Tim Duncan wants to go get chicken wings, if Tim Duncan wants to go get Starbucks coffee, you know what I mean? He's going to get bombarded all the time and bugged all the time, you know what I mean? And so I think when you're on a national level of attention like that uh, and you can never, ever get your privacy back, I think that that would be 
um, maybe a hard thing to deal with. Nightmare. Yeah, maybe yeah. a really, really hard thing to deal For with. For me, it would be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you know, people say, and I mentioned Kim Kardashian and Kanye West because, you know, people always say how crazy Kanye West is. And yeah, sure, he's a little freaking off the wall right now. But he's got to be just been driven insane by not ever just being able to relax There's and be a no normal doubt. person right. anymore. You know what I mean? Because, right. you know, and I guess the reason why I'm saying that is because what you mentioned, you know, how does it feel to have the national attention or have a lot of attention and stuff like that? And it's cool and it's a fun experience and it's it's uh, really, like I said, neat to be able to do all these things and to, you know, see your face on a uh, posted by a website that has 11 million followers right. and to read all the comments and, and to have all your, you know, everybody that you've ever known your entire life basically calling you up all at once and saying, man, yeah. you're, you're, you're yeah. on the news. <laughs> you know, and I'm here in, you know, Chicago and you're yeah. on the news right, right. now. You yeah. know, like stuff like that. So that's that's really neat and that, that gives you kind of a natural high for sure. Um, but I'm also really lucky to be able to kind of uh, go back into Clark Kent mode or something. Exactly. You know, just be normal and nobody knows who I am anymore for the most part. I mean, in yeah. San Antonio, people know who I am still, like, out of costume. But, uh, but, not, everybody. but not everybody. And it's not like yeah. you can't go to dinner or something. No, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's That's interesting. I mean, that's what I thought about when you were saying that is that you know, while other people, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, they go to they go to the bar like they can't because because it's 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 people like your your notoriety is something you can literally turn off and on. Like you were yeah. talking about getting into costume and the yeah. whole bit. I yeah. mean, it it is literally a choice that you make to yeah. receive all this attention. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and see, that's also why like I would never tell a fan or uh, a fellow member of Spurs Nation who wants a photo, no, because, you know, that's pretty dumb because I, you know, I signed myself up for this, right. you know what I mean? And to, to tell somebody no, that they can't have a photo, I mean, that, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and yeah. Not, you know, that wouldn't be what Jesus would do. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we've talked a lot yeah. of Spurs Jesus. I want to be respectful of your time. Let's, uh, yeah. before we wrap up, let's talk a little Spurs. Yeah. Let me just take your temperature. How do you feel about this series and the Spurs chances as a whole? Um, I feel like this series, uh, you know, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're not going to be an easy team just to, you know, roll over. You know what I mean? That's and for sure. so they're, they're really, really, really good. And uh, they play, uh, you know, with a lot of intensity. You know, Russell Westbrook said after the game the other day when they won, he said, so, you know, are you guys – you know, happy right now as a team, and he said, "Happy teams get beat." You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's like intensity, it's right like who there. They are. You know I mean? Yeah, and uh, so yes, they're going to be a, a, a challenge for us, or at least make us work for it. Uh, but I do believe we will pull this out. Uh, I mean, in the regular season, we led the the series, the regular season series, three to one. Yeah, uh, and and all of those wins, if you look, go back at them. I mean, we pretty we spanked them. You know, let me let me all. ask you this, which is um, kind of been polling Spurs fans uh, about this. Would you let's let's assume for a second that the Spurs beat the Thunder, which is which is not a safe assumption. It's going to be a tough series, but let's just say that for the sake of this argument. Uh -huh. Would you prefer that Steph Curry be healthy, or Steph Curry not play in the next series if they beat the Trailblazers? Which would you want more? Um, I mean. I want him to play. Um, I feel like I feel like no matter what uh, people are going to say that 
you know, all the Spurs, the Spurs didn't, re- you know, Spurs didn't deserve it. Or there'll be somebody that'll find a way to discredit us somehow or say that we need to have an ad- mm-hmm. asterisk, you know, next to our whatever for something. You know what I mean? But especially if we beat the Warriors without a healthy Steph Curry, they're going to say that, oh, that's the only reason you won, which is, you know, that, that's why I say I'd rather have them healthy. Let's be yeah. in fair and square. I mean, we're healthy. So let's, let's take them out, you know, while they're healthy. Um, and that's a double-edged sword. I mean, number one, it's great for, for them if you're a fan of that team. You know, yeah. they won the title. But, yeah. you know, one of, the, one of the NBA writers I read a lot is Zach Lowe, and he said that, like, health is also part of it. Yeah. Like, like, being healthy and keeping yourself in shape, which is something that, that Popovich does by limiting these guys' minutes so much. Like, like that's, that's a part of getting to the finals. You have to make that happen as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about our team and why, you know, I think that we'll definitely be able to finish off the Oklahoma City Thunder and then be successful in the Western Conference Finals and take the whole thing this year is because we are so deep. I mean, we're deep. Our bench is just wave after wave after wave of players that should start on other teams, and we have them riding the bench or coming off the bench. But, you know, everybody contributes. Yeah. And um, it's just too much for other teams. You know what I mean? They, they just, they're not stacked like that, and they can't continue to do that game after game after game, all series long. Uh, and that allows our, 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 you know, our superstars, our starters to get more time on, you know, rest and stuff like that. Yeah. When our second wave, third wave comes in. Of and course. Killing it. So we're just too deep, man. We're just too we'll deep. We'll find out. We'll find out. I spoke to, uh, last week on the podcast, I had Shea Serrano, the Grantland writer, uh, who, you know, he lives in Houston now, but he's a huge Spurs fan. Yeah. And and I asked him, you know, are you are you at all like annoyed or perturbed that the Spurs have had this incredible regular season, the best regular season record ever in Spurs, which is crazy if you think about it. Yeah. Think about all the great teams they've had, and this is the best regular season record. Yeah. I asked, are you at all like annoyed that the Warriors have sort of clouded that out? That by having the best regular season record, that they have obscured that a little bit. And he had a really telling answer that made a lot of sense to me. He said, not at all. He thought it was the coolest thing that had ever happened, that it was the most Spurs thing to ever happen, to have this just awesome, kick-ass, amazing season. And nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that fits right into our storyline, for sure. Exactly. uh, I'd say it's a a double-edged sword again. It's, um, you know, it's frustrating because, yeah, we're, you know, once again, here we are, killing it, but the media's not talking about it because everybody wants to talk about how Steph Curry dances, or how Steph Curry just hit another, you know, shot and warm up. To play devil's from, advocate, you know I mean? though, but, like you win seventy three games, like people are gonna talk about you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. But, but <laughs> I mean, it's a, uh, it. I, that's that's the frustrating part of being a diehard Spurs fan. On the other side, though, it's uh, I'm still a diehard NBA fan. I mean, I watch all the games, and yeah. when I have time for, especially during playoff time, because it all matters and all, you know. It all has to do with what we do. Eventually, we're going to play these teams. It's good to see what's going on and know the, know your players and know the strategy, know how they're going to come at you and who needs to match up where. So, uh, you know, being a fan of the NBA, it's really neat to have two teams that are just having these historic runs going on at the same time. Sure. I mean, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got to get you out of here. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate the time. This is great. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. This has been great. All right, that's it. Remember, for any and all things Spurs Jesus, 
go to SpursJesus.com. Thanks again, Spurs Jesus, for taking a little time for us. Remember to download and subscribe to CurrentCast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk at you next week.